in your son's name. Amen. It's hard when you hear news like that, and especially even as a pastor, uh, getting news like that and seeing the ambulance on the side of the church there. But uh, this morning, we just got to be reminded uh, of why Jesus came. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 21. But as you are turning to Matthew 21, remember as Brother Preston had the kids march through the sanctuary. And and, uh, when you were a child, did any of you in an Easter pageant or an Easter story had the palm branches and was waving them and was part of that? Anybody? Okay, a couple hands. Okay, all right. You know, that, as a child, you know, that's exciting to, to have that. And, you know, now we don't do it because the kids no longer wave the palm branches. They hit each other. But, you know, we, we, it was a good thing. But we find that on that day, Jesus was coming into town. And it was the beginning for us and even the people of that day to realize where their eyes needed to be. Jesus came into that town that day, and yes, he was the center of attention, and yes, people's eyes were upon them. And it reminds us of the importance of realizing who Jesus truly is. And even in that day, there were some that wasn't sure. There was others that, oh, I've heard he's the Messiah, but people were focusing upon Jesus. We need to see in our world today that We are at that same point. We need to focus on Jesus. With all the events that are taking place in our world, with the uncertainty that we see and hear all throughout the day, we need to focus on one sure thing, and that is Jesus Christ. With all the uncertainties, you can focus upon Jesus. And here we find that in this moment, they were, some were asking, who is this? But some of them realized who it was. Some were saying, well, is this Elijah? And and others were saying, is this John the Baptist? And, And others, you know, just clearly trying to focus upon who it was. But as we look at this passage of Scripture, we find that that in the first three verses, Jesus is making it very clear that he's coming as king. And then in verses 4, 5, 6, and 7, he is deliberately coming as king according to the scripture. We find that, again, everything was being fulfilled. And then we find there in verses 8 and 9, 10 and 11, there's a response to his coming. So I want you to look with me in Matthew chapter 21, verse 1. It says, When they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus then sent two disciples, telling them, Go into the village ahead of you. At once you will find a donkey tied there with her foal. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place so that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. Tell the daughter, Zion, 
See, your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did just as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey and its foal, and then they laid their clothes on them, and he sat on them. And a very large crowd spread their clothes on the road. Others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them on the road. And then the crowds who went ahead of them and those who followed him shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in uproar, saying, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This morning as we look at this passage of Scripture Maybe you are one of those that even say, Preacher, why? Why do we celebrate Palm Sunday? And part of it is so that you can answer the question, who is Jesus to you? Is he important to you? Should he be important to you? You see, determining that question, answering that question, will also determine where you'll spend eternity. You will either spend eternity in heaven or hell. Remember us discussing that during Judgment House? That is the only two places that you can spend eternity. But it all goes back to, who is that? Is it Jesus? Is he our Messiah? Do you accept him? This morning, as we think about that, Jesus is coming. And what are we going to do? We need to take stock in who Jesus is. And that question of who Jesus is, is that eternal question, a question, eternal moment, a question of life, and a question of death, and a question of heaven or hell. This morning, who do you really believe Jesus is? Just one of those biblical stories? Are you prepared this morning to stake your life on who you claim Jesus to be? You know, that's a lot as we start thinking about that. But we find that Jesus came to Jerusalem, number one, to let people know who he was. You see, leading up to that point. There were those who, as Jesus healed, and as Jesus ministered, and as Jesus walked with the people, there were a few people that started identifying him as the Messiah. And what did he tell them? He told them, please don't tell anyone, because my time has not yet come. Because he knew that if the word got out before it was to be, that the religious leaders, he knew, he knew that the religious leaders would have him killed. And he wanted every moment he had here on earth to share with other people, to share the love of God, to share who he truly was. We find that he rode into Jerusalem. He walked most of the way, but as he came in, he told his disciples to go and and get the donkey and, and get the colt. But you know... A lot of times we say, well, he rode a donkey because he was humble. And, and I, I do believe a certain amount of that humility. 
But we also need to realize that in that day, I know Hollywood has ruined us in the sense of, you know, when, when we see Moses and we see Ben-Hur and all these movies, you know, they got the finest chariots. I mean, they sparkled, you know, all that. They got the finest horses. You know, really, in that day, a donkey was a way many religious leaders traveled. Even some kings, because it was a sturdy animal. But we have been taught that basically a donkey is something low that you, you know, you just don't fool with. You know, you got to be poor to have it, you know. But that's not necessarily so. But we do find that Jesus was humble and he came in on a donkey, and really to him it didn't matter. What mattered to him was that people would know who. He was. I think the same thing for us today is that we need to realize that, that Jesus came to let people know. Now, again, when people heard that Jesus was coming, they had a lot of different ideas. There were those who thought, man, we're going to have some fighting going on now. We're going to get rid of those Romans. We're going to tell them where they can go. And our king is going to lead us. Well, Jesus wasn't that type of king. For many, he was not the Messiah or the king that they were expecting. But you know, I heard one author this week put it. He said, a lot of the people in that day, they thought the Messiah, well, they, they basically said, he's not what we are expecting. But the Messiah that came was the one they needed. And you think about with that for us today, a lot of times, well, I've got this expectation and that expectation. But when Jesus comes, he comes with what we need. And sometimes our expectations leads us in a different direction. You see, we need deliverance from ourselves sometimes. Amen? We need deliverance from our sins. There's things that we need deliverance from, and we need to realize that Jesus Christ is the one that can do that. He is our Messiah. Are we ready, and are we ready to the point that we would welcome him? But Jesus, again, had a plan through his heavenly Father. And Jesus knew when it was time for him to come. And as he came, it was that perfect time. Now, I hear people say sometimes that Jesus was the victim of the Romans or the victim of the high priest or the victim of the Sanhedrin. And we can go into all of that, but I believe Jesus was in complete control. That Jesus was doing those things that had to be done and he did them for you and I. He did them for us. He did them for us so that we could meet the Messiah. We always look down at the Jews and say, well, how in the world could they miss that? How could they miss Jesus? He came right there. How long have you lived in LaBelle? There's people, nah, that couldn't happen. That couldn't happen. How many times are we blinded by our own? insight. And we forget what Jesus can do. This morning we need to see that Jesus came. Why? 
to show us that he is the Messiah. Today, we have too many people that still do not believe in Jesus Christ. They do not believe that he is the Messiah. We need to see see that determining who Jesus is will determine where we'll spend eternity. Then as we look at that and realize what Jesus did, he did it so that you and I would have a clear example. Now, I said Jesus is in control, and I believe that. But I also believe that when Jesus does things, he does them by the book. I know sometimes some of you work at different professions or different jobs, and you say, man, sometimes doing it by the book stinks. But there's a book to tell you how to do things and not do things. Well, what book was Jesus using? What we know today is God's Word. And you think about it. In this world today, everybody, do you think we have more than one opinion on who's president? I would think we have maybe two. Maybe two. Oh, we got opinions. But you know what Jesus is reminding us this morning, I believe. How do we live our life? Why did Jesus come? To show us who's the Messiah. Hopefully for us to accept him. And then, what are we going to do? Are we going to live by the book? Are we going to minister to people by the book? Am I going to suffer by the book? Am I going to die by the book? Am I going to be resurrected? In other words, Jesus thinking of this himself. Guys, it's all about the book. And some people say, well, what about when you die? He said, the book's got that covered too. And the book's got the resurrection covered. You see, the book is what we need today. I know I hear people say, well, preacher, you know, the Bible's kind of old. You know, and a lot of things have changed. I am so glad this book has not changed. This is where we need to go back to. We need to realize that Jesus is conducting his life and his ministry, and he's doing it according to God's word. And guys, it worked for him, and we need to see how we need to live our lives according to the word of God. Not to the gospel of Frank, and not to the gospel of Preston, but to the word of God. We need to see that we need to go back and realize the importance of that. And how are we going to respond? This week, as you go to work, as you go do different things, if you listen to Christmas, Christmas, Christian music, you're going to hear about Holy Week. You're going to hear different songs. You're going to be reflecting upon what Jesus has done. And, you know, the first part of the week, everybody's for Jesus. It seemed that way even back then in the Bible. But what about next week? Is Jesus true? Yes. Is he a prophet? Yes. But Jesus of Nazareth, what are we going to do with him? Are we going to accept him? Or we're going to live for him? We're going to see that he left us words to live by. And then whenever that day comes, that time shall be no more, we will be with him in eternity. But if we just put it off, as I say many times, we just won't make a decision. 
but not making a decision is making a decision. And we'll spend eternity in hell. Why did Jesus come? So that we would see the need to focus upon him. In 2022, with the crisis that we, the crisis in this world, Ukraine, Russia, the economy, just go on, keep naming. The battle of life when it comes to a child. Who do we need to put our attention to? Jesus. My prayer this morning is that we would put our prayer, our, we would put our thought, put our mind, and say, yes, Jesus, I accept you. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your word, and Lord, I just pray that you would give us the instruction, and Lord, that we would see that as you came into that city, we would be excited and we would accept you. But Lord, we know that there were those on that day that were excited and accept you, and then just a few days later were crying out for you to be crucified. Lord, may we make a decision this morning. Are we for you or are we against you? And Lord, if we are for you, may we continue to tell others, Lord, may we continue to tell others the importance of realizing who you are, what you are. And Lord, we just ask this in your son's name. Amen.